everybody back to the stab cast i'm dan and i'm mindy and we're here to talk about some uh, early 2000s gold uh with cabin fever by mr eli roth uh this is something that i feel like we watched it pretty much maybe when it came out i think i might have seen dvds like later on but we saw dvds later on because i was 12 Okay. When I came out? Yeah. So we didn't go to the theaters or anything to see it? Oh, no, we didn't see it in the theaters. But you best believe when it hit our, like, well, I had to watch it first. No offense, Daniel. You were really little. Oh, yeah. I had to watch it first, make sure that Daniel wasn't going to throw up, but it was fine. I did. Yeah, well, I was five years old when this came out. And, And surprisingly, he didn't throw up. I did. No. Uh... And it's just, yeah, if you, I'm telling you guys right now, a little PSA, if you don't like gore and you're not okay with skin fleshing viruses, skin eating viruses and you're flesh rotting away and whatnot, then this is not for you. And we will see you next week. I feel like, though, on the list of his stuff, Eli Roth in particular... Yeah, on a list from like uh, Thanksgiving to the Green Inferno, this is somewhere in the middle. Uh, It is gory, but like Hostel and Green Inferno are probably two of his more brutal works, in my eyes. At the last 30 minutes, though, of the original Cabin Fever, oh my God, there's so much gore. There's so much gore that in this documentary that I watched about the film, I actually sent the film to Daniel, uh, sent the uh, documentary to Daniel so he could watch it as well. Ryder Strong had so much blood on him that this man was peeling blood out of his hair, out of his ears, everywhere for days because they were in Canada, I believe. Yeah. And um, it was really cold and it was at night. And Eli just didn't think that pig's blood coagulated at certain temperatures. Well, turns out it does. Yeah. And it doesn't look very good after no. after a couple of minutes. So, unfortunately, Sean from Poimy's World, he got cool. He got the most. He got the most of it. He was completely doused from head to toe. Yeah. I felt so bad for that kid. I've Sean at the end, yeah, definitely. Towards the end, it, it was like, oh, he might make it. It's like, oh, this fucker's fucked. Uh, I think his casting as the main character is one of the like weirder parts of this thing, where it, it just seems like he just. And I don't they have. They needed a front runner. Is what they needed. They needed a front running guy that was good enough looking and that people knew. And he was. What happened? 
And he was. And then they took Jordan Led and the Butterfly Effect. Also, amazing choice. I love her. We love you. We love her. But uh, Ryder Strong, is a, he's an all right leading man in this, and I think he does kind of uh, – for the like slubby guy that just wants to get ass and him being the main character of the movie, he does pretty well. And I think he does kind of hold it, especially the end. Uh, he kind of does the final girl walk through all the shit and, and seeing how bad it is and then going to the cop that wants to party. Uh, yeah. But this this movie – as a take on cabin movies and cabin slashers and something different, I think is incredible. I think it's one of the better takes of it. And I think them using a deadly sickness, especially after COVID and shit, this is worth a rewatch for anybody. Oh, and, absolutely. And don't, don't be a pussy. Don't puss out and watch the Netflix version that was in 2015. Because if you, if you do, you were just, you're missing such raw details. You're missing just some really good scenes, some really good scares, and overall, overall, a really gross, entertaining movie. Yeah. So don't don't put out. Don't watch the Netflix one. Watch no. the 2002 original. It's worth it. I promise. And Eli Roth knows what to do with slashers and with horror movies, and he knows that you don't need necessarily likable characters. Paul is somewhat likable and probably the most likable, and then Karen, you know, right next to him. But everybody else here who gives a fuck, Bert's an asshole. Marcy so much cares. No, Marcy just wants to get fucked. No, after the hobo got set on fire, man. She sat there, fucking Jess went on a sleep mask, and she fucking sat there and stared out the window all night. And what did she do with Paul later on in the movie? Early in the movie, well, later no, on later. in the movie with Paul, not Jeff. Jeff was the one that put on the night mask. Yeah, no. But yes, later on in the movie, when she thought that they were all fucked and they were all going to die, she fucked Paul. <laughs> but, that is all that character was. But Jeff left her. Listen, and I. Yes, he did, but it's like there's more pressing things to worry about. Isn't and Paul there? wasn't with anyone. Paul liked Karen, and she and knew just that. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean that it's a thing. He didn't even finger her. Come on, he missed. He missed the wetner side. First of all, I know that Jeff set up here to be the germaphobe asshole. I completely agree with his take on the whole Honestly, night. Honestly, if you would have never went back to the cabin. Yeah. If he you, probably would have survived the entire endeavor. He was smart he as fuck. He would have with everything, but he had to be back to the cabin and be like, oh, I survived. Da, 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 da. No, you did not. Then he got, then he got popped the fuck out uh, and shot by all those guys. And uh, the thing is, is that as much as I really like, uh, <laughs> and Marcy's fine. She just... There was a moment, and when Paul sat next to her, I didn't think that she was gonna ask to fuck. And I was like, "Wow, this character is actually kind of growing." She said, "You know, when you're on an airplane and everyone's screaming, we're going down, we're going down, and it's all very obvious that you're gonna die, and you just really want everyone just to shut up and look at the next person and fuck them right then and there because that's it, your life's over." And I hate to break it to young men, uh. No matter if if you get with a young lady and you think she has something, Listerine on the dick is not going to help as much as you think it would. 
that it's not going to cure a deadly disease. Especially the type that he used, man. They use they use the golden brown. Yeah, he used the strong one too. <laughs> they use the golden brown kind. That's the kind that has double the alcohol. But if you look it up, it doesn't treat gingivitis. No, it doesn't. What's the part of cleaning your dick off? You can't get rid of no gingivitis. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't have gingivitis on his dick. Sure, that was the point. Well, maybe she was blowing them, you know, and she left some remnants behind. Oh, my. <laughs> it's a 2000 horror movie. No one gets blown. They just have sex and a lot of booze get shown. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, y'all. 2000 horror with one thing and one thing only. One big, giant fuck fest. Well, this seems like a challenge. Now i got to watch every horror movie from the 2000s and look for a blowjob. So you'd be like, ah! Yeah. Uh, no, I... And, and, and this one was no different. And that's Marcy and Jeff were there because they just wanted to fuck. Once shit went down, Jeff was like, no, you guys keep touching her and shit. Go ahead. Because what happens is this homeless guy at the beginning... Yeah. Yes, but also the meat and the potatoes. It's a simple film. And it's a simple film about this fucking homeless, like, drifter in the woods by this cabin that these five kids are going to. And he fucking, like, finds, like, a There's sick a dog. Hermit, hermit. Yeah. Named Henry, okay? Hermit and drifters are pretty similar, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. And Henry has a dog. And the dog has a name. What's his name? Buddy. He says it in the beginning. When he brings Buddy a fox, and then he realizes that Buddy is gone. Yeah. So, and for everyone else screaming at their screens right now, going, no, you're wrong. It was the dog that attacked them later. No, it wasn't. It was not. The dog that attacked them later on was Dr. Mambo. Dr. Mambo. Dr. Mambo was kind of an asshole, to be honest with you, too. He was not a good dog. No, Dr. Mambo was fucking those guys up. I mean, he was what though, Sharon? German Shepherd? Yeah. Aren't those things supposed to be, like, bloodlusty? No, they're just good guard dogs. They're, pro- they're protectors. They'll fuck you up, though. Uh, I, and so, and this dog has a disease, and when he fucking, like, opens it, he, he goes to, like, grab a leg, and then blood squirts in his face. Now this guy has it. And, uh... He, these five kids go to have fun, fuck, and, and hang out in the lake in a cabin in the woods and, you know, I be kids. Love, I'm sorry. I had to cut them off real quick because I love this part when they're leaving the college and Marcy sees a little innocent little kid. He's got to be maybe like five, six years old. And just like, fucking kid, don't do it. Say no to college. Fuck no to college yeah. and just get out of here. That's the way to go, yeah. And it's like, oh my god, okay. Somebody's in final finalitis. But, yes, Daniel, go on. Go on. Uh, no, but I, I, I enjoyed uh, the, the setup for that. And I thought it was nice, simple, easy. And then, obviously, the the drifter, the hermit, is, he comes, Henry comes across. Was it Henry? It was. It was either Henry or Harry. I think Henry. Was it Henry? Yeah, because, it is Henry. Yep. Yeah, because they were that one old lady's house who's gotten a pig. Yep. And, and Henry's her cousin. Yeah. And uh. And they figure it out, and as they're running away, Jeff goes, "Oh fuck, we shot Henry." 
Now, on the initial, because you're five characters, we kind of touched on Marcy and Jeff. No, Jeff, Jeff just wants to fuck, but eventually he becomes the germaphobe of the group. Marcy's just there to bang Jeff at first, the idiot friend, and then you have Paul and uh, Karen. And Paul and Karen are two, like, will they, won't they, that flirt with each other and they kiss a little bit. And during, like, the montages where Jeff and Darcy are fucking, or Jeff and Marcy are fucking, Paul and Karen are hanging out on a dock, and uh, Bert's dumbass is getting drunk and shooting squirrels with a gun he found. And uh, when he, (laughs) first of all. Yeah, and setting stuff on fire. He eventually turns up on Henry, who looks like dog's ass, as sick as fuck. If anybody walks up on me like this, I'm probably going to want to keep my distance, too. But Bert gets scared, walks away, shoots him, runs away, and never tells his friends anything. Exactly. Like, that was horrible. Like, you could have at least, like, you could have at least, like, let a brother know 100%. that there's some sick-ass hermit in the woods who may or may not be looking for a cabin because I think Bert's ass is going to help him. Yeah. Like, but as you go through the movie, though, you slowly realize that that's how people that have this disease are treated by everyone in the town. These kids thought that they were doing a bad thing by being so mean to him. But when you look at later events, the town was just as mean. Oh yeah, and it's a greater and it's a greater point and theme on people in general. And like, how would you be if someone came like that with their skin falling half off? I need help. You're not gonna want them to touch you. <laughs> if they're coming, if they're coming towards you, you're probably gonna back up and tell them to fuck off too. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll call somebody or something. But you're not gonna fucking go up and start hugging it. That's why when shit went down with Karen, which I'm, we'll wait to get into. But the fa- Paul and Marcy, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you touching her? Like, I'm, I know you're trying to help and shit, but dude, <laughs> like, if someone looks that sick and that bad, keep your distance. It's and that easy. And falling off? Okay, yeah. Come on. And honestly, Bert was completely fine. Bert was completely fine. But then, what did Bert have when they were having their meeting? A glass of fucking water. Remember that. Yeah, yep. and he took a swig. Because that, that's the whole deal, and that's basically all we need to say is, like, set up. Is when the uh, hermit, Henry, cu- comes to their cabin and tries to get with them, a series of events comes up. He kind of pukes on their car, pukes blood on their car. They bash their car with a bat trying to hit him. Uh, one of the things, Karen has a thing of hairspray. Or I think it's mace. No, maybe it's hairspray. Mace. Marcy has mace. Okay. Karen has mace. So she spray, one of them sprays it, and then Paul has this stick that's on fire. They end up burning Henry alive. Yeah. Henry runs all the way to the woods. Now, what sets this whole thing off and, sets, and starts spreading the illness is Henry falls in the water. And the water at the lake is directly a water supply for the town and, and, and you know, surrounding area. It's the reservoir. Reservoir. Yeah. The reservoir water. So when that sets off everything... Karen, who's very upset about it, is the first to drink the water. Yep. Which, Paul, you think you're being a good guy getting your girl a glass of water. Haha, <laughs> you just fucking killed her. Yeah, so, stop uh, giving her water. Yeah, so that sets everything in motion. One of the scenes that I don't like in this movie, though, especially because Paul's supposed to be a good guy, is that 
they find out that Karen has it because he gets in bed with her while she's not feeling that while she's laying down. Well, no, she asks him to come to bed with her. He, she does, but she's also sleeping, and he starts putting his hands down in her crotch, and that didn't seem yeah, invited. Missed, though. He, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It was non consensual. Yeah, if you're sleeping. She was sleeping, and he still starts to try and finger her. And yeah, he's rubbing her thigh and shit. And he thinks he's fingering her, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. As I said, he missed. Yeah, but he's still. Th- it's intent. No, because it's, you know. <laughs> you still don't need to be rubbing a girl's thigh while she's sleeping. Wake her up. She's into you, dude. Wake her up and say, hey, I'm going to finger you. <laughs> you know, and then are you okay with that? It's, it's that easy. Uh, but he's rubbing her thigh and shit, and then on the inside of the thighs, and then he brings his hands up and he sees blood and everything, and that's like the shock, and then you see that her skin is falling off down there. That's how you see that she has it. To me, it just felt distasteful, and it made Paul look a little worse than he actually is. Yeah. Because Paul's kind of the only good guy around all these pieces of shit. Paul's like, you kind of like, oh, why, why'd you have him be a little rapey there? Doesn't make much sense. But to me, that scene's the only one that it's like, all right, Eli put this in there for shock value. Yeah. But, uh... In the documentary, he even says that. And that's why in the documentary, this part is even the most funny of it. Eli Roth always picks out a MVP when when he's filming a movie. And his MVP of this movie was Bert. Really? Yes, it was Bert. It was Bert. Like, oh, my God. Oh, and I don't know, because you saw the documentary, but I don't know how well attention you paid to it. The guy, Hen- uh, Henry? Yeah. The hobo? Yeah. He actually, or Herman, or whatever the hell you want to call him, he actually, the actor, begged and pleaded with Eli Roth to not hire a stunt double but to set him on fire. That's crazy. Yeah. So he did wear a flamer shirt suit. Yeah. Of course, but that is why, like, he runs away. He doesn't just drop. It's because it is an actual human body. It's the actual actor. And that's why he's not there anymore after it's done. Yeah. Uh, there is no dummy to go back to. Now, if Bert would have stayed with the fucking bet and just drank his beer, but he had to grab a sip of water because he was starting to fight, he was acting like an asshole, and, and then that fucked him up after that. That's what I'm saying. I think Bert and Jeff would have actually survived. Now, would have been happy about it? No. Absolutely fucking not. Especially Jeff. But would I have been like, you know what? Hair, hair. I mean, it turns out they're bad actors save their lives, okay? Well, yeah, because Jeff, it, it's a fun play because it's like, all right, he's doing what you're supposed to do. Everybody's sick. I'm getting the fuck away from you guys. I'm not drinking the water. I'm not doing any of this. I'm just going to drink this beer that's bottled and safe and get fucked up in the woods and be by myself and not get sick. But uh, then you have to you have to have that thing at the end. <laughs> To where he's all hat because Jeff's also a douchebag character, so you need him to die. Yeah, but I feel kind of like it's like the McKinley death and like yeah. Power of Nation Three, where he's standing under the fly going, "I can't die. I'm never gonna die." Yeah. It was too, especially once he started saying that shit. I made it. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's 
we all good. Our anxiety is like, oh, God, God. like a SWAT team fucking comes up and shoots his ass. And it's like, oh, bye bye. Because it wasn't the hillbillies. No. Sean took, not Sean, Paul took them out. The one thing about this whole thing, because we gotta, we do gotta talk about the little convenience store. Dennis. And Dennis, the little kid with the blonde mullet that has to bite people. What the fuck about infection smells like pancakes to you? And then the kid does some martial arts shit and bites him. And then the store owner gets so mad and burnt, and it's like, dude, I'm foaming at the mouth here. I did not ask this little fuck to bite me, okay? How is it You went and got my son sick, and people can't cure my son. He's going to die. That's like you murdered him. Your son bit him. Now, one thing we're not going to talk about too much because it also doesn't age that well, and Eli's lucky he got away with it in 2002. Oh, so but fun. the reason the old man in the store having rifles have has a rifle, and, and he says it's for for Edwards, and uh, but that at the very end it is remember? Well, at the very end, the some very African end, yes, out. that's the payoff. Uh, some African American gentlemen come in. Uh, with the lady as well. And uh, the old man who was like very talkative, but then he said that, so he kind of scared away the kids a little bit. And he said, oh, this gun's for that. It's like, oh, geez. Uh, but then when uh, they show up, the the African-American gentleman and lady, uh, he goes and grabs the rifle, and he's like, this is the one you wanted, right? And like they're homies, <laughs> like they're friends. And then he says the word again, and it's a big laugh. And like it does not age well. You can never do it nowadays. But uh, it was a funny callback for later, but still. Uh, Eli's lucky this is 2002. Uh, he might have been the MVP, but I found him to be an annoying and really like nonsensical character. And somebody no, he was that, the MVP of filming. Yeah. Got that because the movie as a whole, I don't think he was the MVP at all. No. I think he had some fun scenes and the fact that he was so focused on it. And then when he finds out he has it, he starts freaking the fuck out. But uh, I think uh, I like that they kind of played on, you know, phobia of sickness and germopho- and, and stuff like that. And like I said, after the pandemic, this is a fun rewatch to like see how people freak Especially out. Especially like if that. you guys really enjoyed Kevin Williamson's piece, Sick, yeah. that came out during the pandemic, you will really enjoy this one. If you can handle gore. Yeah, that one's more of a slasher, but yeah, this one is definitely, uh, this one is brutality and gore and... and and this one is a lot of fun. It's Eli Roth at almost his best. And even though sometimes some of the shit's a little stupid or not, or a little too, like the cop who just wants to party and shit, like shit like that, it's not really, like, it's a little too dumb, but it's also fun and it's got Eli's charm to it. Just like in Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. There, there's certain things. And it's got the charm that we like, though, yeah. not the saw charm or the no. hostile because the man does like to torture people. Yeah, I will say he's that. not saw though. He's just he didn't do saw. No, I'm that's like, James Wan, dude. Oh, no. that was James Wan. Okay, he did Hostel though, didn't he? Yeah, Hostel okay. one and two. There's the third one. He didn't do that one. Oh. But uh, no, I I really enjoy Eli Roth, and I I think this is a good piece by him. And uh, even though it's not with like really charming characters that you want to see make it. It's a fun 
little gory piece of like people getting fucked up. It stays fast. It does not get slow at any point in time. And the pace stays like fucking on 11 the whole time. And it gives you that lineup of kids that you want to be like, all right, so I want this guy to die first. Yeah. Then I want this one to get it. Then this one to get it. Yeah. He he used the unlikable character tropes to his advantage, yeah. and even because like, like Paul was okay enough to root for the whole time. Like I said, he had some but flaws. But he was stupid enough to climb down a decrepit old ladder to turn over what he already knew was a dead guy. That's one of the scenes that you're watching it, and then you get itchy afterwards. <laughs> like you start like crawling, your skin starts crawling because you're like, ah! Like, you see Not the dead me. body, like Paul. Come on. Damn it, Paul. <laughs> and then, like, the other thing, and, like, and then he's trying to climb back up, and, like, the other railings are breaking, and it's like, oh, now you've done fucked yourself. And, like, my yeah. fiance, he's so used to me. He's like, oh, who's dying now, babe? And it's like, oh, she's from, uh, Sean from Boy Meets World. Okay. <laughs> so he doesn't even question it. He's just like, okay. You make it a good fight. Not really. He fell into a lake full of dead guys. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but he's a good sport. Yeah, no, he was a good sport. Uh, Eli Roth as Justin, the dude uh, with the uh, brought uh, Dr. Mambo. The I, only reason they let that man have the time of day is because he had. Yeah, that was funny. They're like, yeah, we're we're good. He's like, oh, I got all this pot. Oh, come in, dude. That that was a fun scene. And, and that's a relatable And then when he leaves, because there's a thunderstorm coming, Karen goes, don't forget the pot. Yeah. That is like, Fuck mean. off, Karen. Keep the pot. They should have had a friend be like, Karen, fuck off. I mean, and he actually does find him. Paul finds him later in a cave where he's being shot at. Yeah, and he's ripped. Oh, God, yeah. He's, he's really dead. And that's when Dr. Mambo starts fucking with them. And they don't realize that it's Dr. Mambo. They think it's the hermit's dog. And it's like, no, he was gone, like, in the beginning before you guys ever got into the town. Yeah. Like, that's not the hermit's dog. That's Dr. Mambo. Yeah. Honestly, they would have just showed him some love, pat him on the head, got him Dr. Mambo, and they have just chilled. Exactly. Uh, over- no, I think the dog was infected, too. I don't know. Honestly, I can't say for certain. I'm not sure. It's well, if he wasn't before, he is now, because he ate fucking Karen. He was eating Karen's ass in the shed. He ate well, all he of Darcy. Had- yeah, Marcy. So, I'm pretty sure that whether he was infected or not, of course he was infected after he ate Marcy. Another scene that makes your skin crawl, and it's something that we have to talk about before oh, we no, end up. No. It, 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 while we're on Marcy, is her shaving oh. in the bathtub and skin coming off with the, the razor. The only one that made me cringe. Yeah, that was a, that's a good it's iconic a story, scene. Guys. Well, story. Kind of a true Well, it's based on true events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's based on true events. Eli Roth. Now, a lot of people are going to read the articles and whatnot, and in the articles, it said he had ringworm. Yeah. But in the documentary that Daniel and I both watched, it 
said he said verbatim that he didn't know what kind of a disease he had. It was something that he contracted overseas. Yeah. So all he knows is that when he went to shave his face, he had to stop and he realized that he was taking off his face as he was shaving. And that's what Marcy is supposed to be while she's shaving her life. Yeah. And if anyone wants to know why she's crying so hard and whatnot, all right, I'm going to tell you two things. First off, her boyfriend's a dick that just left her to die, told her she was going to die, and left her ass. Then she lowers lowers her bar and has sex with Paul, and Paul leaves her. Yeah, Paul ran off too. But that seemed like an agreement. That's like, all right, let's fucking get through this, and then it, I don't think there was a, co- a cl- clause He's to where he had to very cuddle. Upset. Yeah, I think it was just the situation. And, and when you saw her back, it's like, oh no, Marcy. But Marcy's another one. It's like you went full nurse mode. You should have kept your distance. You should have listened to Jeff. You don't have no, to be touching people. With rubber gloves. The fact that Paul doesn't get it till later when he falls in the water is kind of crazy because he was touching Karen that whole time with Marcy. <laughs> Listerine on the dick should not have that big of an effect. Uh, no, but as a whole, I thought this movie was a lot of fun. I love the, <laughs> I love the brutalness of it. I, I, I love the characters. I, I, I love that nobody's really likable. So when somebody dies, it's like fuck yeah, you're kind of cheering at the TV, shit like that. And you want to see Paul make it, but you know Paul's for the birds, especially when he takes the dip, and you know Paul's done. I, I thought everything about this movie, it's a fun early 2000s horror movie that does not take itself too seriously. And overall, I'm giving this eight plague diseases or 8.6 plagues out of 10 because I think this is right. It's almost at a nine. It's that good. I was given an 8.8, so. So we're right around the same path. Yeah, because, I mean, it even comes to terms. It's like when he finally gets to a hospital, finally does get help, they kill him. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Where did you get this from? But I'm, I need water. Yeah, that's fine. You can start, you can thirst, you can go ahead and thirst to death. We don't care. Where'd you get the disease? And, uh, we know. Where'd you get the disease? And well, isn't like, he trying to tell them water? Not that he wants water. He knows it's in the water. He's trying to tell them the disease I is in the water. That what he was trying to do yeah. with the hippie that was driving him. But I don't know if that's what he was meeting in the hospital. Because he didn't say water in the hospital. He didn't say water until they gave him back to the hippie. Yeah, that's what he was telling him with water. So they like, oh, we'll get you some water, man. And then fucking he drops him off in the water like an idiot. Which yeah. it's like, you need to know well, you're a dumbass. Did you, take care of the, did you take care of the kid? Yeah, I took care of him. Don't worry. You wanted water. So you dumped him in the reservoir? Yeah. What kind of an idiot deputy are you? Because this isn't just some cop. It's a deputy. He's a stoner. He's a party man. He a party man. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought this... Uh, this is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun revisit. Even I enjoyed it. Even Sharon liked it. And she didn't think she was gonna. So 
I, I, I didn't think she would. So I thought this movie was badass. It's one of Eli Ross' best works, and it's early on in his career, too. It's a fun one to go and watch. There's a lot of good shit about it. It's entertaining. It's hilarious. There is some horror in it, and it's very brutal. So. Yeah, and honestly, though most of the jokes don't hold up, I thought gonna, I thought it did. I'm well, not going to necessarily say that it aged well. It doesn't age well. It ages no, like not, shit. Not for the The world. dialogue is terrible. Right. If if you want a movie that's not going to get canned from nowadays, this isn't it. That's amazing. I, I agree with but that. But it was humor. It, it was still funny. But a lot of, you don't need to be calling homosexuals the F word. It's a, 2002 is a completely different time. So it's not even I'm not ta- I'm not a woke warrior, so I'm not t- talking about it. But uh just the I get what you're saying. The dialogue is pretty rough in the way but I feel like Eli Roth was also trying to be rough on purpose and show that these kids are a bunch of idiots that talk like idiots and they behave like idiots. So uh it, to me it still works in that sense. Uh What are we doing next week, Mindy? Next week, I'm very excited because I realized that we have had this horror podcast for about two and a half years, <laughs> and I never showed you guys American Psycho. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's been something that has been in my arsenal since it came out. Well, no, it came out when I was, like, born. But, like, yeah. when I was, like, watching Scream, like, five, six, it was in my arsenal. Patrick Bateman's his name, right? Yes, Patrick Bateman, who is played by Christian Bale. Breakout performance for him. This is an iconic movie. I actually really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, Reese Witherspoon is also in it. And there's like cool like. Uh-huh. There's cool things we can get into it too because like the, this book inspired like because the movie's based on the book and the book inspired a couple serial killers like real life like killers so it, it's going to be fun to talk about and talk about the behind the scenes of this one yeah absolutely uh all right we will talk to everybody next week this is a stab cast make sure to keep liking and subscribing on the tiktok and following and uh we'll see everybody next time hootie who